This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, Pockets of Good Morning. How are you? Good morning. I miss being in studio with you. Yeah, it was really, really quite, uh, quite a lot of fun, and and especially the, um, especially with some of the news, uh, I would have loved you to have been in studio to chat about it. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk about Mahmoud Abbas, the Deutsche Welle, which I was quite impressed with. Uh, they are leading with a headline this morning: Palestinian leader condemned for Holocaust remarks. Israel accuses Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas of. Holocaust denial after he claimed that Jews were not persecuted because of their religion during the Holocaust. Uh, and uh, they say that Abbas was also condemned by Germany, the EU and the US. Tell us about the story. Well, this is not the first trip to the anti-Semitic comments rodeo for Mahmoud Abbas. So uh, let's go back about a month when he was addressing a meeting of the Fatah Revolutionary Council. This was on August 24. Uh, and Kolakavod to memory the Middle East Research uh, or Middle East Media Research Institute for making this public. But in his address to the, the council, uh, he repeated a number of anti-Semitic comments that he has made in, in recent years. He basically said that Ashkenazi Jews, this is uh, the majority of uh, people listening right now, were uh, not Semites. They were the descendants of Khazars. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, this is a uh, typical anti-Semitic trope mm-hmm. that is trotted mm-hmm. out. By Jew haters everywhere. So, I, I never really understand this whole, whole Khazar thing because what difference does it make? Even if we did come from Khazars, a stupid thing, but if we're still a group that you're still trying to kill. So, so, so how does that justify anti-Semitism? Well, his comments get even more preposterous. He says that uh, Adolf Hitler slaughtered the Jews. He says because of their social role as moneylenders and usurpers and not because of enmity towards Judaism. Uh, bearing in mind that this is a man who wrote his Holocaust dissertation denying, I mean, his doctoral dissertation denying the Holocaust. I mean, hmm. it, it's just Absolutely unbelievable. I'll, I'll read to you his comments. He says, the truth that we should clarify to the world is that European Jews are not Semites. They have nothing to do with Semitism. So when we hear them talk about Semitism and anti-Semitism, the Ashkenazi Jews at least, are not Semites. They say that Hitler killed the Jews because they were Jews and that Europe hated the Jews because they were Jews. Not true. The, it was clearly explained that the Europeans fought the Jews because 
because of their social role and not their religion. Several authors wrote about this. Well, I think he must be reading <laughs> David Duke and the collective exactly. works of David mm. Irving. Uh, even Karl Marx said this was not true. I mean, I think that Karl Marx predates the the Holocaust. I could be wrong with that one, but uh, I, I have a sneaking suspicion he does. He said that the enmity was not directed as Judaism as a religion, but to Judaism for its social role. I guess he must have missed Kristallnacht, uh, yeah, Howard, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the the destruction of Torah scrolls and um, the entire need to and, eradicate. And of course, the murder Jewish of of Jewish babies because of their money lending history, or what? Well, you know, um, all Jewish babies are great uh, money lenders and uh, usurpers. Mm. Uh, that's what you do when you are uh, just born. I, I mean, it is just absolutely unbelievable. He says the Europeans fought against these people because of their role in society, which had to do with usury, money, and so on, and so on, and so forth. I mean... What is the point of this as a matter of interest? What does he, what does he hope to achieve by talking in this way? Is it just, is it just venting about his hatred towards Jews or does it actually have a, is this a strategy? What does he hope to achieve? Well, this is the million-dollar question because he's taken international flack before for some of his disgusting comments. Just a year ago, he accused Israel of committing 50 holocausts, which drew the uh, anger mm, of that, yeah. the uh, Chancellor of Germany, who, 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 told, who said that he was absolutely um, disgusted by the comments made by Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, and the condemnation that has come in uh, from these uh, has been absolutely extraordinary. Even the French embassy in Israel, one of the first to issue a statement of condemnation, the first being the uh, German ambassador to Israel, Stefan Siebert, uh, tweeting out, or I don't know, do you call it Xing or tweeting, mm -hmm. who can keep up, saying the recent statement of President Abbas on Jews and the Holocaust is an insult to the memory of millions of murdered men, women and children. Yad Vashem Chairman uh, Danny Dayan said the Palestinian Authority Chairman's statement is not only an example of Holocaust denial and distortion, they use deeply entrenched anti-Semitic stereotypes. Gilad Erdan, our ambassador to the United Nations, also condemned it, just as the U.S. Um, envoy, special envoy on anti-Semitism, Deborah Lipstadt. Um, I've seen uh, American congressmen and women, including uh, the incredible Richie Torres, condemn it. Organizations, the EU released an official statement condemning these comments. What does he hope to achieve by this? And these are not the first time he said this. He said this in 2018 as well. Uh, uh, you know that um, Jews are not semites and, and went about the the money lending uh, so accusation. What's interesting, Raleen, is it's all very well. To condemn it, and, and I think that's good. It's important. It's better than not condemning it. But the, the next step then is to actually understand what this means. And I think that's where the disconnect occurs because it's all very well for the United States to say, well, yes, we condemn those comments. But what this indicates is that you've got a person who's heading up the Palestinian Authority who is vehemently anti-Semitic. 
it's not just about his comments. It's actually about who he is. And the problem with that is that that to make peace is to ex- and to expect him to make peace with a people that he absolutely loathes, detests, thinks the the worst of. Well, how do we ever think? How does the U.S. or anyone else think that's ever going to happen? Well, this is exactly that. This is the person they see as the the moderate. I mean, with moderates like these who need enemies, Howard. But uh, this is the person that the world sees uh, as the moderate, uh, you know, the person that we are expected to negotiate some kind of, of peace with. Uh, did he make these comments to shore up and, and make sure that, that anti-Semitism is firmly entrenched within Fatah? Because heaven forbid, uh, you know, any proper historical education and context be given to the Palestinian people and they realize, hey, those Jews are not so bad after all, maybe we should make peace. Uh, and this comes in a week where he promised the Saudis, who incidentally have removed all traces of anti-Semitism from their textbooks, uh, mm-hmm. he promised them no embarrassment. I mean, this is extraordinarily embarrassing. And I've, I've even seen Palestinian activists say, hang on, wait a second, uh, these comments are inherently offensive. So, so this is anti-Semitism on the so-called left. We're also seeing anti-Semitism on the so-called right and talking about X and uh, the, the uh, platform formerly known as Twitter. We've seen a very, very strange um, development between Musk and the ADL. The ADL being, of course, a Jewish rights group, but, but quite left in their approach. Musk um, uh, supposedly being center and just for freedom of speech but being strongly supported by the right-wing uh, groups over this argument. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us from your perspective what's happening there. Well, uh, I'm uh, appalled at Elon Musk supporting the right and actually having this massive go at the Anti-Defamation League. And, and yes, they have come up for uh, quite a lot of criticism in, in, in recent times because they have moved to the more uh, woke arena, which has brooked them a lot of, of criticism. But I'm also appalled that Elon Musk, I mean, Elon Musk is a person who is a great friend of Israel, um, has grown up uh, around uh, Jews, who has been influenced uh, around Jews, and understands the veracity of anti-Semitism. These are issues that have been brought to his uh, attention before. But for him, uh, and I don't know if, if he's supporting or, or, or liking the tweets by these um, uh, right-wing, these right-wingers calling for the ADL to be deplatformed um, and, and basically to be shut up. And I think that's because the ADL holds a mirror up to these right-wingers and, and, and sanctions them uh, because we know that X, formerly known as Twitter or Expert or uh, Twix or whatever you want to call it uh, these days, is a cesspit mm. of anti-Semitic activity. In fact, I think it has become worse um, since the rebranding. And it's not about free speech anymore. There is a line where free speech becomes hate speech. And, and now we have Musk saying that he is going to sue the ADL for defamation. Uh, and Jason Greenblatt, the CEO of the ADL, saying yesterday, 
you know, that Elon Musk has um, achieved a, an extraordinary amount of, of things in, in his time and is really a, a leader in technology. But sadly, he seems to be giving this um, this tailwind, this support to these far-right um, individuals. Very concerning. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to just touch on the Mossad, the ex-Mossad leader's comments about apartheid in the in Judea and Samaria. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I went on a bit of a rant about it yesterday because you might not like something and you might think that there's some form of discrimination, but not everything you don't like is apartheid. And uh, I just do wish that the Israeli politicians, unless this is attention-seeking, would stop uh, using those types of invectives and uh, just talk about their real concerns. What's been the reaction to this? Well, of course, it made front page news everywhere. And uh, people like Ken Roth, formerly the director of Human Rights Watch, are absolutely salivating at these comments saying, you see, we told you so. And and it's exactly what you said. Not everything you dislike is apartheid. And and I really think, and and this is my personal belief, and you you and I chat a lot about, uh, about it offline, and you know how frustrated I get. This is an area where we as South Africans really, really need to lead and be vocal about taking back the narrative. And I know that there are many people who say, uh, yes, but I don't want to be seen as to be attacking anyone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the Israeli government or, or uh, government adjacent. Uh, I think they need to hear, and they need to hear uh, from us more than anything, because the word apartheid has just been trotted out by people because it's extremely emotive, and not everything that you dislike is apartheid. Apartheid was very, very, very specific to South Africans, and... Um, uh, it goes back to a very, very painful time in our past. The situation in the West Bank, Judea and Samaria, whatever you want to call it, is extremely complicated and extremely complicated for reasons that are nowhere near related to what was the situation in South Africa at the time. Uh, and it really requires people uh, doing something um, quite revolutionary, Howard, reading. Mm-hmm. Read, mm-hmm. learn your history, mm-hmm. learn and read and learn to understand. Please don't take your news from TikTok and sound bites on social media. Go and do the homework. Raleen Marks, thank you as always. Gimple says, um, every do-gooder will condemn Abbas, but next week they'll go back to blaming Israel for his refusal to make a peace. Absolutely right. It is 8 o'clock. That was Raleen Marks with the Israel Report. Wishing you, Raleen, a Shabbat Shalom, a fantastic weekend, and we'll catch you next week. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова 